Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn about how to operate with optimal fruitfulness in the kingdom of heaven by the application of its principles. In our last episode, we introduced the topic of beliefs. We started by uh, the, by talking about confronting our beliefs. I define the concept of belief and uh, we examined concepts in psychology about beliefs, that's uh, confirmation bias and belief persistence. And uh, we also discussed the impact of our beliefs on our lives. In today's episode, we're going to discuss about how our beliefs Im- are developed, how our beliefs are developed. This is about how we acquire the beliefs that we hold on to in life. You see, when you are born, you arrive without any beliefs. You come with a clean slate. But then thereafter, your environment and the people around you begins to input into your life the convictions that you will have later in life. And I'm going to present six factors that influence our beliefs, six core factors that influence our beliefs. The first one is our social environment, our social environment. The social setting in which you grew up, that is your family setup, influences your beliefs. In fact, in psychology, there's a concept they speak about called childhood programming, which is the emotional programming of a child uh, by the experiences that they go through uh, that uh, result in the convictions that they made, although we'll speak about experiences later. So the environment, this is the social environment, and uh, this is about the influence from your parents, from their relatives and siblings especially the older siblings. They are also caretakers. Uh, For example, nannies or relatives who took care of you or teachers uh, who who educated you at elementary school who are taking care of you at that time. The culture of the community in which we live or are part of, that is also another dimension of our the environment. Uh, for instance, uh, if you find that you live in a particular place in Africa, you'll find that they have a defined culture and traditions that they observe. So as you grow, you begin to believe that that is the truth. That is what everyone ought to live like until you're exposed to a different environment. It is important to note that we inherit most of our beliefs from our environment without examining or questioning them. We accept them to be right and true without objective assessment or personal choice. So a lot of the things that children believe or that we believed as children, we accepted them from our environment without questioning them. And because you hold beliefs, uh, your beliefs to be true, then you begin to see as if everybody else is wrong because you have not been exposed 
to diversity of environment. <clears throat> Secondly, our beliefs are influenced by our education. This could be formal education, and that is uh, all the way from elementary, primary, secondary, tertiary, and advanced education. Huh? All forms of media, this could be print, electronic, social, and social media. Then there is a personal development, for a, uh, for a, and this is about self-driven acquisition of knowledge from diverse sources. It's still part of education, like reading books, listening to podcasts like this one, or watching YouTube or other videos that you receive. Uh, the, and this is about you driving yourself to acquire information, which now we are calling knowledge, eh? and you develop convictions about what is true and and there are also spiritual teachings like teachings you get from church or the religious forums or communities that you have been part of and this includes also theological training the fact that you have received theological training does not mean it's necessarily true it has to be tested in the in the light of scripture because also we have a diversity of interpretation and understanding of, of scripture <clears throat> and that's why we have different theological persu persuasions and it's uh, uh, important to note as we said last time that the knowledge you receive from your education could be true false, distorted or an incomplete perspective even advanced education can be misleading and especially for us kingdom citizens you should realize that only God is a source of unadulterated truth as presented in his word and clarified by the Holy Spirit. And when you're speaking about presentation of the word of God, we should realize uh, that uh, it is important that there should be accurate interpretation of scripture because you can quote scripture but have a wrong understanding of the principles of scripture. Or the, scripture that, the scriptures that you hear could be manipulations from people with negative motives. If you, if you remember uh, in the Bible, there's a famous story of the, of the temptations of Jesus. You find that Satan used scriptures. So scriptures can be twisted in the interest of deceiving a person. So... The fact that you have heard preaching and teaching about some things may not be, may not mean that they are true, but your beliefs could be based on that kind of spiritual education. The fact that you have gone to a theological school and uh, you are well educated may not actually mean that uh, what you hold to be true could be true because you find like sometimes you find that uh, uh, some people go through Bible school they end up studying more about theological works than the scriptures itself. I'm not saying that that's always the case, eh? but you find that the arguments and the scholars just becomes like a, a, a constriction of perspectives to limit you to what other theologians have concluded before. But 
when other people come later on and they study the Bible, for instance, like when Miles Munro came and uh, started studying certain aspects of the Bible and he started challenging the perspectives of the, of the theology that we have about the church, then at some point he received about 3,000 letters, most of them from theological schools, telling him, telling him that, they, that he had forced them to go back and research on the foundations of the theology of the modern day church. So, even theology may supply with information that is an incomplete perspective or inaccurate. That's why you need the word of God with proper interpretation. The third thing that uh, influences our beliefs uh, is our experiences whether good or, or bad. So our experiences, whether good or bad, reinforce or alter our beliefs. Traumatic experiences can cause you to acquire and advance beliefs that are not true. This is because of the, the deep nature of how pain affects us. It goes to the core of our psychological foundations and of our of our emotional health and well-being so it's it, it, it's 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 as though it's like a scar this is this can form our beliefs or even exceptionally good experiences can make you believe something that is probably an exception an example of uh, how experiences uh, affect our beliefs is that uh, take for example a lady who deaths three men from the same race or ethnic community or profession and has very bad experiences with them can erroneously conclude that men from that community or race have an inherent problem that makes them unfit for relationship and marriage. So this could be exceptions from the profession, from the race, from the ethnic community. But if you try to talk to that kind of lady because of the depth of pain, the, the trauma that she may have experienced, she, you will not be able to convince her easily. And in fact, uh, this kind of situation will be what uh, will, will bring about uh, and illustrate the concept in psychology that we, we spoke about last time, that is uh, confirmation bias, that she will use evidence of the first man and evidence of the second man and evidence of the third man that she had and even pick from other friends or other people that she has observed from other, from the same uh, category and conclude these people are unfit for relationship. And the same could also happen for a man. A man can also conclude the same about women. In general, when you speak about experiences, there's a quote that I like from um, uh, a minister called Pastor Ethan Fisher. He said, Adversity exposes the truth on what we believe about God. Adversity exposes the truth on what we believe about God. That means that uh, if our foundations are in, in terms of uh, grounding in, in the Lord, in terms of the truth about who God is and His character, His nature, and the fact that He's faithful, He's loving, uh, that may be altered when we go through adversity or it may just expose that we actually never really were rooted in 
the belief that God is love, that God cares for us, that God has a good plan for us. And the enemy capitalizes on this. He knows that they, that we have had gaps or, or if we have had some level of belief that that is true, he begins to supply lies to us. The fourth factor that influences beliefs is the examples around us. Examples. When you're speaking about examples, this is about role models around us. Role models around us. Exposure to role models around us influences our beliefs. You realize that uh, uh, if you have in an environment the people, uh, maybe a remote community, you find that the people who seem to be doing better than others before the eyes of uh, children or young people, maybe could be teachers, could be doctors, nurses, maybe some some uh, law enforcement agency or government officials. So, so you'd find that... Uh, when a child is in that environment, they'll begin to look at those people as their role models. But this also does not only apply in that case, it also applies to us. When you look at your profession, the role models that you see, those are the ones that uh, you feel you want to follow. And even in, in situations whereby we don't even think, for example, you just go and check uh, social media and find like how many follow, how many people follow somebody like Kim Kardashian. She's followed, I think the last time I checked, I saw that the followers in Instagram were about 90 million people. For whatever reason, they probably see her as a role model in terms of beauty, in terms of uh, the class and all that. You'd find, uh, while if you compare with somebody like uh, Tony Robbins, for those people who listen to Tony Robbins, uh, I'm not really that fan of him, uh, uh, we probably have diversity in terms of of, uh, of, uh, of beliefs. We don't agree, we don't agree on certain concepts. Uh, you'd find that I'm just mentioning him because he's one of the most well-known motivational speakers. I would, I, at that time, I compared. I saw that while Kim Kardashian had 90 million followers, uh, Tony Robbins had about five million followers, and there are many uh, influencers on social media who. Uh, speak highly of Tony Robbins and uh, therefore he is their role model. So their beliefs uh, come from listening to him, uh, reading his books and that kind of thing. They see him as the as the pace setter. They see him as the trailblazer in a particular area and, they, and their convictions are developed from following him. Uh, this also could apply to you are, a, for example, like if you're a minister, there are some people who like particular kinds of ministers in the kingdom, and uh, because those are their role models, so they would want to behave like them, speak like them, read every book about them, and uh, and that's because they see them as role model. And it could be in your profession, maybe you're a lawyer, or you're a doctor, or you are a ICT professional, or whatever it is that is your profession. You look, uh, you look ahead and you think of certain people as the persons that you highly regard and that you hope that you could be like them. And whatever they say becomes a sweeping uh, a statement in your environment. It becomes a statement that, that actually influences what you believe. And a very good example of this has to do with... Uh, has to do with... Uh, 
young people, especially teenagers, have you observed how young people adore and follow musicians and other kinds of artists uh, in the in the arts and entertainment or media industries or business world? The way they dress like them, the way they talk like them, the way they create videos that are related to them is because of the inspiration that they draw from these people as role models. So, you're saying that your role models have influenced your beliefs. And the role models don't have to be people from far. They can be even people from your home. Some people, their role models is their father or their mother or your elder uh, sister or brother. Being exposed to role models outside our usual social circles can change our beliefs. You see, we have a certain kind of uh, 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 way in which we seem to follow the role models within proximity. In the modern world, the internet has helped in liberalizing uh, the kind of information that we receive. And so people are able to follow many more people or listen to what they, they teach or advocate for. So what happens is that if you are all, uh, if you if you're exposed to an environment, let's say if you have been in a certain profession or a certain community, uh, and this doesn't have to be only ethnic community, it can be a religious community, it can be a pro, uh, a certain uh, community of whatever nature, and you will find that you tend to have a, a ceiling of what you believe is possible or what you can attain. But when you are exposed to role models outside your usual circles, your beliefs can change. And I I realized this from a personal perspective, having been involved in an international worker within my profession, the legal profession, particularly within the human rights context, as I began to travel and engage with uh, lawyers and uh, practitioner, human rights practitioners from other jurisdictions, uh, particularly in the Europe, uh, there are settings that we would be in that the kind of content that we would discuss would be at a very high level. It would be more than what we were used to within the context of the country that I live in. And that helped in me uh, developing ideas that were outside the limitations of our, of the kind of exposure that I'd had. So the exposure helped me in that sense, which means that uh, uh, that exposure in general, not just exposure to role models, but exposure in general also influences our beliefs. You can you can set it out as one of the factors in a separate way you can mention it as a one of the things that uh, that will uh, transform your worldview the fifth thing that uh, or factor that influences our beliefs is evidence evidence the presentation of verifiable evidence to us can reinforce or alter our beliefs and this can be scientific evidence when experiments are done uh, or research is done and uh, 
information that has been verified and, and uh, proved and reproved, would, uh, 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 proved and proved again, you know, what would happen is uh, uh, when it's presented to you, if you're the kind of person who appreciates scientific evidence, then you will believe. For example, for in, in respect of the Bible, there's a lot of like, archaeological evidence huh, that confirms uh, the assertions of Scripture. We know that the Bible is true by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, huh? but even in the present world, huh, scientific evidence, archaeological evidence, reveals to us that the stories that we read about in the Bible are true. They, they can also be evidence in the form of, a, from a spiritual perspective, which would be manifestation of miracles, signs, and wonders. For instance, you can hear that God heals. And then it's something that, as a believer, you may just have it as a conviction in general. But there are some people who may not uh, have that kind of uh, belief. And, uh, and particularly, uh, of, uh, of a particular example was the Jews. In the time of Jesus... The, the the Jews always used to insist that whoever is from God, a prophet or uh, anybody who sent from God, uh, like the Messiah, would have to perform miracles, signs and wonders to prove that God is with them. And even Apostle Paul would speak about the, uh, when he's speaking about the gospel, he would say that the Jews seek miraculous signs and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, and foolishness to the Greek. So for some people, manifestation of miracles, signs, and wonders uh, is essential in the belief, in their beliefs. There are people who can only change their beliefs uh, when they see tangible evidence. Remember uh, the point we are, we are mentioning, we are discussing today is, uh, at this stage uh, is uh, the fifth factor, evidence, evidence. So there are some people who will only change their beliefs when you present them with evidence. Uh, and that's why, from a kingdom dimension, the role of miracles, the purpose of miracles in the kingdom of heaven is to confirm the truth of the word of God. Miracles don't just exist to excite us or to, to create a, a, a sense of persuasion outside of uh, the principles of the kingdom. They are meant to reinforce the truth because the highest thing in the kingdom of heaven uh, is the word of God. The principles of uh, the God has bound himself and limited himself by the word. And so that being the guideline, God uses the supernatural manifestations uh, to confirm his word. And this does not only uh, include uh, things like healings and uh, uh, it also includes many things. You can get a miracle uh, breakthrough in your profession. You can get a miracle break, miraculous uh, turnaround in your family. You can get a, a miraculous uh, revelation of uh, what is about to happen in a prophetic sense. All those are, are dimensions of uh, and, and of uh, the miraculous. So when the revelation is uh, presented and then it can, becomes true, then somebody is likely to believe that that uh, that that, that uh, uh, to form a belief around whatever is being presented. The sixth uh, factor that influences our beliefs is envisioning, what we call envisioning. And this is about the visualization and belief in things for which there is no evidence or example in our present environment. 
For example, inventions. Inventors have this kind of uh, persuasion about what is possible. Uh, People engage in creativity and innovation. You find that uh, if you have been observant and you have been keen uh, to, 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 in terms of just uh, uh, perception of the perspectives of our present world, you'll see, and even the world that was there before, you find that people tend to, to guard what has been found out, uh, what has been discovered, more than what could be the reality, what could be possible. So, for a long time, you'll find uh, scholars, and you'll find opinion leaders and uh, people in prominent positions or people uh, in our environments emphasizing what ought to be. For instance, like when you are young, probably you are told that you have to study this profession because when you only do this profession, this is what is going to, to bring you money. And at that time, even the emphasis was more about money, not even about purpose or your potential. And in those days, the, those are the, the artists were frowned upon, particularly in the third world setting, artists were frowned upon. But today you find that some of the, the people who are wealthiest, if you just use that aspect of, uh, of uh, the contention that was presented to us by parents before, which was that you make more money, if you use just that limited, in that limited sense of discussion, you'd say that uh, they were wrong because later on, the people who are actors, the people who are musicians, and all other sorts of artists and creatives became some of the wealthiest, wealthier than even people who went and studied sciences and studied professions that were reputed to be, to be the best, you know. And so we have today some of the wealthiest people are musicians, or music artists, they are painters, and all all, all those kind of uh, creatives. So sometimes. Our environment restricts us and it causes us not to see what is possible. So the people who are able to break forth and have a new belief, one of the ways in which you are able to believe is if we envision the future, if we begin to see pictures of the future and we keep exposing ourselves, and probably this is a concept on which vision boards operate, when you see something, when you present something for yourself in your mind, in your mind's, the, the, in your mind's eye, and you begin to see that this is possible, this is a reality that can become, can come to be, uh, then uh, it becomes a conviction that is strong in you. An example of this is the Wright brothers. Their own father told them that it will not be possible for the, what they were thinking about, the concept of uh, some an ob- a metallic object flying. They, 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 he, was, he argued that it will not be possible. But they were able to work they work uh, on on their project, and they were because they had such strong convictions that this is uh, possible, to the point where the 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 vision that they had in their hearts, in their minds, became a reality. They refused to be limited by the environment. So one of the ways of breaking one's belief is actually that just envisioning. And it's just, just, just as it is, one of the ways of forming a belief. So our beliefs are also developed by what we envision. And uh, you can even envision something that is not good. You can envision the possibility of doing something that is not good. And that's why it's good to be around people who hold you accountable. So that uh, as your thoughts are running wild, 
you don't get engage engage in things that are that result in self in self deception and harm to yourself or to other people and envisioning is about developing pictures of the of what the future could be most of the revelations about god's agenda fall within this category god speaks to us about a future that exceeds the possibility we have witnessed in our lives or social environment and this becomes the basis of faith in him uh, in addition to faith in the written word and the, and because god speaks about possibilities that we have not yet seen that we are not familiar with uh, as we see uh, many examples in the bible uh, this is why many people find it difficult to believe what god reveals about their future because uh, their environment their education their experiences the the evidence of the things that they have had in their in their lives begin to challenge what they know what they have had from god so the examples around them the role models they see that it's not possible but god could tell you about a future that is 10 times or even 50 times more than what you have seen because he's able to do super abundantly infinitely above our highest prayers thoughts desires huh? as uh, spoken in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 uh in the amplified bible classic edition so these are the six uh six factors that influence our beliefs we say that is our environment our education our experiences the examples that that around us that is our role models the evidence that we have been pre- we presented with and the envisioning that we we embrace so in conclusion i want you to think about this huh? i give you two points to reflect on the first is that have you ever tried to convince a child that what a teacher told them is not true what was your experience my experience was not that pleasant eh? but what was your experience particularly if you are a parent the second point is uh from the factors that contribute towards the development of beliefs mentioned today which one is a primary contributor to the dominant beliefs that rule your life from the factors that contribute towards the development of beliefs mentioned today which one is the primary contributor to the dominant beliefs that rule your life the six that i have mentioned reflect on these things reflect on if you have ever had an encounter with children i used to teach sunday school uh sometime many years ago and uh i could see the effect that the teachers have on children even in terms of even being role models huh? and i could see how parents influence children and how children are influenced by teachers and that's something that i want you to reflect on and as well as the second point So in our next episode we're going to speak about how to deconstruct limiting beliefs, wrong beliefs, false beliefs. Till then, I pray that the Lord will grant you a favor, lavish you with his love, 
and grant you the desires of his heart, of your heart that are consistent with his purposes uh, till the time that we meet again in our next episode. God bless you.